0: You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice. This is episode 16, Integrating Passions with Shannon Tinder. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners, offering the resources to enhance your practice, grow your business, and continue your journey of self-discovery. I'm your host, Jillian Falmo. In this episode, I'm having a conversation with Shannon Tinder. Yes, this is my second Shannon on the show. And um, Shannon is a biofield tuning practitioner out of Ashland, Oregon. And I had the greatest pleasure of meeting Shannon a couple of years ago and um, have been following her on Facebook and Instagram and just staying in touch. And um, I wanted to have her on the show because she is such an example of uh, a thriving practitioner being an entrepreneur, and working on growing her business. So I know she has so much off, uh, wisdom to offer and um, so much to share with you all. Uh, and not only is she a biofield tuning practitioner, but she's also a somatic body worker and a holistic health, a holistic wellness coach for women. And what I love about Shannon is that she took her passion for women's health and a lot of the modalities that she's learned Um, prior to biofield tuning and integrated them into a beautiful practice. So one of the main things that she um, works toward is supporting women in attuning to their innate wisdom and healing potential through sacred embodiment practices to harmonize the body, mind, and soul. All right. So without further ado, here we go. Enjoy listening. So, so yeah. So one of the things that I teach in my coaching program is marketing, like how to get the word out there. And I thought of you for this podcast interview because um, when I was having some issues with my womb and wanted to want to w- wanted to work to optimize it, of course I thought of biofield tuning. But I also wanted a biofield tuning practitioner who had who was like the expert on womb and. I remember seeing you up on Facebook quite a bit, like getting the word out there. I think you invited me to to your Facebook group, Wombs and Woo. Yeah.
1: Is that what it is? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you were posting in there regularly and doing Facebook lives. And I I had been seeing that stuff all along. But when I had like decided that I wanted some help and I wanted um, to work with someone, you came to mind. And I was just thinking, I was like, Shannon, she's like, she's great at marketing. Cause she, she did it. Like she's putting the word out, she's putting stuff up consistently. And even if someone doesn't like, um, you know, buy or, or, or book right away, like you you've left an imprint in their mind. And so I just wanted to kind of hear from you, like what your experience has been with your business and the evolution of your business and, um, what you have learned as far as marketing goes and just being a a practitioner out in the world. So first, why don't you tell us, um, a little bit about you and your background and your practice.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jillian. I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to share with you and everyone, Um, so I am a very passionate, creative entrepreneur, and I have been my whole life. I've had businesses since I was like six years old, <laughs> selling my parents' food back to them. <laughs> um, but it, you know, if it has to do with food, wellness, uh, chocolate, pleasure, um, and business strategy, I, I'm a girl. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> uh, my like side interest is always looking and studying business strategy, and for years now, especially as we've all come into the online world more, I've I take all sorts of courses um, to help enhance my marketing abilities um, and really getting the word out there. Um, but my background is uh, it's about. 20 years ago, I got into uh, wellness. I was gonna go be a doctor and then I just realized the mainstream narrative um, and medicine did not align with me. So I pivoted to herbalism and began there and became a clinical herbalist with a focus on constitutional um, medicine. So that's like based in Ayurvedic and Chinese theories. Um, So really like well-rounded with the Western uh, herbalism philosophies. I really got a very deep understanding of the body um, through that um, intro into my path. And then I went to massage school and uh, focused on subtle energy healing arts, which were craniosacral and polarity therapies. Uh, So really like the subtle energies of the body and the the multidimensional aspects have been what have always fascinated me. Um, so then, fast forward having kids and taking time away from my practice, I became a doula and studied midwifery and got really into women's health and birth work. And we were homesteading then and living on 45 acres. So, really, also getting this like <clears throat> built in uh, attunement with nature and the subtleness of just being able to be on the land and away from uh, we were like out of cell reception and just really like out there and could like clear my energy field and uh, feel just who I was um, and so we did that for a while and then I was like okay it's time for the kids to go to real school and for me to go back to work and we moved to southern Oregon and Ashland and uh, I just was like, okay, how am I going to come back to the bodywork scene? And I t- uh, took some Watsu classes, witch water therapy, um, some massage classes. And then I'd been studying with um, Tammy Kent through her book, Wild Feminine. And that's she teaches holistic pelvic care. So I decided to, well, I was actually first studying um, with this woman in town, um, physiological postpartum care, Rochelle Garcia. And she was like, oh, you know, you want to learn this and this, you got to go study with Tammy. So I was like, great. Tammy is in Portland, not far away. I went and studied with Tammy. And I was like, oh my God, this is totally what I want to do because it's a work that Tammy's a physical therapist. and, And she discovered through working with thousands of patients, the energetics of the pelvic bowl. So specifically really getting into the pelvic bowl and for root and sacral chakras and developed a whole map of whole um, work um, in the wild feminine. And it's, we're doing physical, emotional, and energetic um, processing with the client. So um, for my in-person sessions, I'm actually, you know, doing internal work and belly massage, um, as well as really just tapping into helping them, Clear the trauma imprints in the field and in their body. Um, so that's that. I just started got dove into that, and that was my work for a little while. And all along, my husband was like using tuning forks. He'd been using them for years, and I like, uh, was like, was- "Yeah, for years wow. before um, I got into them." And he even met Eileen at um, Eslyn and he. Um, he had her DVDs and he was like studying her work and he's like, I think you'd really like this. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> he's like, you're so sensitive. I'm like, uh. Yeah. And, um, so then one day I went to the sound bath, um, and this woman had like 30 or plus instruments. It was the most incredible sound bath and I got spoiled as my first experience, And I literally like peed three times in 45 minutes. I just kept having to get up. I'm like, what is going on? And I went home and I was like, oh my God, I just turned on the sound. (laughs) And uh, we had Tuning the Human Biofield book. And so I just immediately started reading that book. And I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. Okay, Nathan, my husband. I'm like, I hear what you're saying. (laughs) And uh, within a couple of months, we were off to her foundations class in California and, um, that just, it was like, oh yeah, this was meant to be, this is definitely my work. And I had been, you know, I've always been intuitive, highly intuitive and, um, you know, I've studied Reiki and intuitive healing arts, but I, you know, there, I would sit with somebody and I would get information, but it wasn't this full picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't necessarily, um, know just it would come in little spots and waves and so i really appreciated how the forks were just this instant like opening to the records and to tapping into their information in their field and it just blew my practice wide open of how much i could uh, like pick up for people and 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 trust what was coming through so it really like improved and validated my intuition um so i immediately even I know I was I was still in the practicing phase of it because I hadn't done my practitioner training yet but I just started to incorporate bits into my sessions and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like doing this thing of healing from the outside in to the inside out with the womb work and it was so profound to weave together because as you know it's like it's this piece when we can really like access it in the field. And then as well, like, you know, be able to be, especially when we're there with the client, being there like in that somatic way with them, it's incredibly powerful. Mm. So, um, it, you know, about a year later, I became a practitioner and, and then it's just always been that those two go together in my practice.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. I love hearing people's stories of when they, they have already a passion And then they find biofield tuning and integrate that in. And like, what was that process like for you, like weaving biofield tuning into that? Was it something that you were able to kind of do immediately? Or did it take you um, like some time to figure out how to integrate them together?
1: Um, I, it was pretty immediate. I, at that time when I took the class was in the middle of, um, doing a book club with uh, Wild Feminine, Tammy's work. And so I had a group of six women um, who were studying with me and learning this work and they were also seeing me for that work. So I was like, hey, can I just start to incorporate this and in, like just, cause we're all, it was more of like this kind of like practice, development um, phase and they're like, sure. And so I, it was kind of a little awkward at first because I was just like, okay, here's the tuning. And then, then we're going to come to this part. And so it's taken me some years to, um, I'd say my womb wellness sessions have aspects of the biofield tuning. Um, I don't, it's not as like clunky where it's like part one, part two. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, um, yeah, that has, that has taken some time to be comfortable with. I, I was just immediately really comfortable with biofield tuning. Um, And I started, I had some women's retreats and I did some group sessions and I just dove right into the group piece. Um, And so that's been a really fun part to play with it as well. And so I got a lot of experience of doing, you know, the collective energy of the the womb as well as the individual um, through the tuning work. Yeah. Right away.
0: You have a couple of, do you have one or two group sessions up on the biofield tuning store?
1: I have two. I did. Um, I discovered the cerebellum and my, some of my womb um, research womb awakening book. And the cerebellum is the womb portal of the brain. And the cerebrum is the, the masculine aspect. And so like the cer- cerebellum is the feminine subconscious and it just, that information really fascinated me and I've done a number of sessions now I did it in a retreat I did it for biofiltuning um biosona and I did it um, for I've done it on a ton of individuals the information that gets stored there in the um as far as like limbic imprinting the collective imprinting because it's it's just like this connection to the the subconscious and the, um, like our dream states. And so it's, it's a really powerful place that I find um, to helping tune is great. Um, very helpful for
0: <laughs> what is it called again? That, the cerebellum.
1: Said, um, tuning the and
0: cerebellum.
1: It, yeah. Tuning the cerebellum is the one on a um, fun biological tuning. I did another one on, um, I can't remember exactly what it's called. Like balancing the masculine feminine and it's on the ovaries.
0: Yeah. I remember
1: that one. And so it's, it, they're very similar. I do a lot of work with balancing the masculine and feminine in the body. Um, the masculine being like the active uh, yang energy and the feminine being the receptive yin energy. And um, so that's, you know, the model of what I, you know, really look at that is in the ovaries and through the uterus and through that lens, but being able to just like look at that at all parts on the body. That's amazing. Um, I wanna ask you,
0: what are some like common patterns you see between, I guess when you're, when you're doing your biofield tuning and, and womb work together, like what are some common patterns that you're finding with um,
1: with the womb and the emotions? Hmm. Um- very commonly in the the left I almost you know it's hard I I feel like there's a lot in between the root and sacral um, I'm not sure exactly like where it's it's showing up but it's you know I haven't studied the half steps but if I suppose it'd be the half step between those mm-hmm. uh, it's like right there in the the basin of the pelvis um, on the left side, a lot of shame um, comes up um, both sides. I find it, but that left side, especially there's this, <clears throat> this shame of not being um, enough. There's this shame of, um, and, and this is, you know, I will find it in the field and then I will find it when I'm, when I'm working internally and unwinding fashion patterns. Yeah. The, the piece there is this, There's just like a a shame of maybe showing, you know, sexually um, allowing when they didn't, when someone didn't want to, or um, a shame associated with um, just like being, not being loved and met um, by parents, by lovers. Um, But it's just this very, very visceral, real feel that, um, of the shame field that comes up in that left corner. And um, the, the right side, I feel a little more of that, but it's um, it's I, de- I can definitely pick up on the busyness pattern in the right hip that Eileen talks about. I see that over and over again. Um, and I often will see a like this kind of a big, almost stone energy um, in the right, around the right ovary, around that right side. Um, that's that blocking of feeling of really connecting and that like staying busy and overactive, um, which really ties into the energetics that I, that I um, learned through Tammy about the ovaries and just of those two sides. Um, other patterns is this, you know, I talk a lot about the womb is our source of creativity. Like we grow and gestate babies mm-hmm. there but not only babies every project every creation that comes through us we have the power to tap into our womb as the place to to really grow and manifest it there and then know when to birth it and let it go yes so looking at patterns of are you you know how can you contain that creative energy right and um, so if somebody's having a lot of miscarriages like we're going to look at um what are you know, there's a lot of grief to look at, like maybe like there's a heavy womb space and, um, and there's just a, a ton of grief. And so then their creative energy can't flow and their womb actually like get heavy and there might be prolapse. Um, and then we also like a woman who's, um, postpartum, when we're postpartum, the energy we have the ring of fire and the energy all goes out right and we birth out this fire energy and so it's really important to collect that all back so that our womb and our pelvic bowl can be this container and hold that creative energy again and so this is like where the prolapse and incontinence come in um and maybe infertility um the second third time around um, It's very common in fertility the second time, because I think that that energy never got contained and um, brought back in. So I do actually a whole postpartum tuning session. That's similar to a mother roasting. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's with uh, Moxa and bringing the heat back into the pelvic bowl. Acupuncturists will do it and some birth, um, birth workers, but I do it with the tuning forks and I, um, I so I do a a field combing from in the sacral chakra and um, the root, and I just kind of bring it all back into the pelvic bowl. And then I do the forks um, all around the pelvis, front and back to just like bring that energy knit back together.
0: Wow. Did you say that that's a is that an individual session that someone does with you, or is it a? Yeah,
1: that's an individual um, and in person.
0: Yeah. And in person, I know. So I received six person or six sessions from you. Is that right? huh. wish that we were in person. I know. <laughs> your sessions were so powerful. And one of the things that um, that came of it that I wasn't really expecting was that creativity piece. Like after I had received that series of six from you, like that's when I really started to, to make some really clear decisions about how I wanted to move forward in my life. And that included letting some pretty big things go. Um, and the, the product of that it was this coaching program. And I just feel, I feel so in alignment now. And just like, just <laughs> like, I can't even describe it. I'm sure, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like we've all had, I think those, well, maybe most of us have had those times in our lives where we just feel really aligned and in the flow, and that's what I feel like. So, yay, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so the dis- like I wanted to be in person because I was like, oh, we can really like get into it there, but like the distance work was
1: was super powerful. Yeah, it's amazing how powerful the distance work is, and and that is a huge piece that I really love helping people is is connecting into their flow state. That's Like the whole piece when we balance that that yin yang energy in our body and um so there's this infinity pattern that goes between the ovaries that uh, through the ovaries and meets in the uterus and so when we're living our life in this balanced path we're you know weaving and walking in those ways in an even way which not burning out one more than the other and most of us you know tend to burn out that right side Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, getting that flow, which I love to do the fork in the infinity pattern over the body, um, in person or remote to just like help that flow open up. Yeah. That's powerful. So do you work with all like
0: only women or do you work with any men with biofield tuning?
1: I do work with some men uh, not very many. If, if they call me, I say yes. Um, and it's just a matter of my practice has been mostly females. Um, definitely, I have you know some men get interested, or women were like, "Can you work with my husband?" And um, so, yeah, I definitely am open to working with men. Um, and the energetics of that, you know, creative frequency that of the womb is is just as um, valid in men. Just yeah, and that balance
0: of masculine and feminine. Yeah, too, yeah. right. Yeah. That's, that's important for everybody. Nice. So, so what's your practice like right now? Like how many in-person, how many distance are you doing groups? What are your offerings?
1: Yeah. um, So currently I am, my husband and I have a wellness center and mostly my practice is in-person. I would say maybe 20 to 30% distance sessions. I, uh, that kind of comes and goes in waves. I was like really putting, you know, done, did a lot of marketing in the beginning. Um, We did two healing arts fairs right as we opened our wellness center in 2018. And that was huge. Um, And so I just pretty much talked about biofield tuning all day long at both of those fairs and did little five minute to 10 minute samples on people. And then right after we opened our wellness center, I did a series of six groups in-person sessions, um, and so the word got out quickly. And then being on the practitioner um, list for biofield tuning, I have, for a while I was like the first person that popped up in the category that I was in. So I don't know in I Oregon, it. it it was like a group of states and. Um, and I happened to be the first one in that group of states. <laughs> it was a while Hi. ago. And so I got a lot of calls. Um, and so, yeah, definitely I've had my practice has been more distance in the past. I did do this really fun thing for 17 weeks. Uh, and so in 2019, I created Prosperity Tuning, which was a membership, monthly membership. And they uh, got... A weekly group tuning session and the idea was that the foundational intention was prosperity building and I might just do I would just tune in and intuit each week what I was going to tune sometimes I'd use the pendulum sometimes I was like got a hit I'm going to do a relationship session um you know it was kind of varied and um that was incredibly fun and, and enriching to my practice um, and skill set. So it, it ultimately was not a huge uh, money maker. I didn't hadn't didn't know at that time as much about marketing, <laughs> and so uh, while I had fun and and it was served a handful of people, um, I decided to lay that to rest. But I really feel like it helped me because I always put myself in the tunes. Um, and we've just like had an amazing successful uh, practice here and you know I really feel like since the pandemic you know we shut down for a little while um, and I was doing some remote um, but then people just really are seeking help right now and so the healing arts businesses are going off. Um, I had been studying this marketing program last year and I created a, um, a awakened to your GC feminine power online um, three month program. And so that's like where I started creating wombs and woo the Facebook page. And they taught me a lot about just how to show up consistently um and not be attached and know that like yeah like you said at the beginning people are listening and watching even if it takes you know maybe some people like months later or a year later like oh i've been watching you um <clears throat> and so yeah there's just it's I feel like like all these ways have just built the business and um the process and paid off um and you know really In our town here we're in a smaller town um it's been word of mouth and Mm -hmm. so we were two and a half years in and and people yeah it's i i I pull have pulled all of our ads um that we used to run and so currently running on word of mouth sometimes every now and again i'll send a facebook post like hey i'm doing this and my husband's doing that and then we'll get another surge of business but um yeah, all that foundational work really paid off.
0: Nice. Yeah. I was going to ask what you've learned since the prosperity sessions around marketing. It sounds like consistency,
1: anything else? Consistency. Yeah. I'm really glad that I did it for that long because it was just, yeah, it was just kind of a challenge. You know, I definitely wanted to quit earlier because I was charging people $88 a month and I only had a handful of people. And so, you know, to show up every week, it was like, okay, yeah. but um, it, it really like, I think it just really set me up for, um, it, it was a growth in my in my, pra- my skill set of understanding the body and being creative with how I showed up with the biofield tuning work for my own you know touch on it um, and I learned that to not spend a ton of money on websites and things like that um, because I had somebody do this whole beautiful design which was awesome but I think like I, sh- I mean it is what it is I learned a lot and then I spent a lot of money on the program last year to help me learn how to create the womb program. Um, and all of it has paid off. And ultimately, you know, it, I think they just build upon each other. Um, I can't say that I regret anything, but I definitely have spent more money than maybe I should have. (laughs) I think we all do that. Um, Yeah. I think we all (laughs) learn that lesson at some point. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, maybe like try things out for a while first before like spending a ton of money on websites and things and changes. Um, But yeah, like I say, their learning process.
0: Yeah. I was inches away from hiring someone to do my social media stuff because I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't feel like it, and I'm not doing it. Like literally inches away, and then um, I did some coaching with myself on marketing, and I ended up like I really shifted something in me, and and then I started doing all the social media stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been like a difficult lesson to to (laughs) (laughs) pay some because it 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 would have been more money than than I actually wanted to spend, Um, and I. Could just do it myself. And I, and I did it and it's been, it's been really fun actually.
1: That's all. Awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. Um,
0: a lot of it is mindset, <laughs> like and it really is. believing that you're capable of, of putting something together and just being again, consistent and um, persistent really.
1: Yeah. Um, I, when I first started putting prosperity tuning out, it was the first time I was showing up for Facebook Lives to to market it. And that was a huge growth edge for me. Um, but, you know, nobody else could have marketed my message. And that's what I have found, too. I've many times wanted a social media uh, manager. But really, it's like we have to put our frequency into what's going out there. And yeah. And people love it when we just show up raw and as ourselves. And, you know, I go in waves with social media. I'm kind of on a down wave at the moment because I've been doing some other stuff. And, and then I'll come back. And, and so, uh, you know, I just, I think that there's, we have to just like let go of any pressure that we have to do it a certain way, you know, or a certain formula. And there was a lot of formulas in the program that I took last year for marketing. And, and I just came out with this thing that was like, oh, this is not me. And so I had to like scratch it and redo it all over again to this more like approach that was my approach.
0: Yeah. Which- I was talking with a client yesterday who um, she was trying to to use a formula for marketing. I, I provide a little draft, a little example. And she said, but she wanted to, she wanted to write poetry because that's what felt like I was coming from the heart, what was coming from the heart. And I said, do that. That's, that's it. <laughs> like, you don't need a formula if it's coming yes. from the heart, right? Like if that's what people resonate toward. And it's not like they're going to, if you do use a formula, they're not going to go, well oh, that's not coming from the heart. Like they're not most likely not going to notice that much but when it is coming from the heart that's when the resonance happens exactly and people people really get that
1: yeah exactly and it's a very powerful place to come from um i i just I created actually um so i have my practice um and then i Created a scratched the womb program. I just didn't scratch. I put it on hold for a moment. I have to re-resurrect it. But I, I there was this other course in me that had been wanting to launch, and I just went back to it in January and I created it. And it's a course on developing intuition and teaching some of um, my healing work to help um, healers like develop their tool bag. And it just. Happened so easily. And, you know, I have to give credit to all the stepping stones along the way, but, uh, you know, my, I was just dropping in and meditating and they're like, this is going to be easy. And so I just like this outline came out and I put one Facebook post out, I put one email spread and I had the class filled up by the time I started it of 10 people, which I wanted eight and I got 10. And we're almost, we have a couple more weeks left and it's been amazing. And it's just been like, it's been everything that I've like my accumulation of all of my work and, um, what I wanted to do for years. And so it just flowed natural and, and the students are loving it. And so I'm really excited to move forward with that again.
0: That's amazing.
1: Congratulations. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And congratulations on your wellness center too. When did you guys get that set
1: up? In um, October, 2018, and lucky for us, we're on a very busy corner and our sign is big and um, it has our name, Sacred Living Center. And then it has um, like, I think five of our modalities, which is biofield tunings up there. And so I will get calls like, Hey, you do biofield tuning. I just drove by. (laughs) And And they've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or they're like,
0: that sounds great. I need it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what is biofield tuning? I think I need it, but I don't know what it is yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of people have come to me because Eileen has been so public um, and getting the word out there. And they're just like, I saw this interview or saw this talk and I have to do this.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, there's been recently, I've been talking to people, just, you know, telling them what I do. And they're like, oh, I think I've heard of that and I'm hearing it more now than, than ever, which is really cool. Cause when I first started, nobody knew right. it, Eileen <laughs> wasn't, she hadn't even written her book yet or anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, some people in Vermont knew about it. A few people in California knew about it <laughs> and now it's, yeah. it's really awesome to see it grow this way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, your wellness center. So you said you were putting ads out in the newspaper can you speak a little bit was it in a newspaper or magazine
1: it's a a a locals guide it's called and it's local it's uh for southern oregon and it's uh it's a very like it's like our main um business marketing paper here um and so so a lot of businesses and then they've got articles and promotes certain businesses and so we did um they have a that you can do a cover beyond the cover and do a two page spread. And it's a pretty big um, uh, magazine. And so we got on the cover the month that we opened wow, and the month of the healing arts fair. So it really oh. it was like this perfect wow. lineup. <laughs> yeah. And it had a two page article about us. And, and then we had an um, uh, open house, you know, opening. And I think we had like 60 people in here. It was like, I was so blown away. Um, and, yeah. and then people got into the, the group sessions. So for that was like the, the cover. And then for the next year, I had like a little, uh, a little, uh, what do you call it? Let's see. It, it was like one eighth of the page, um, uh, advertisement for our business. Yeah. And that just kept our face, our faces were on it and just our modalities and just just kept us in people's awareness. Yeah. Um, And then I just, you know, it's a big expense. And I I found after that, that we could let it go. And um, I think with the pandemic, a lot of people have chosen that because a lot of things have not been open. And so, you know, I might come back to that at some point, you know, and do another cover one story. Yeah. It seems to keep rolling through. Um yes, that's the one that you reach out and and then you pay a certain amount of money and you get on the cover when you've paid a certain amount of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. What kind of um advice would you give someone, a practitioner who wants to grow their in-person practice in terms of like, you know, putting evidence out there?
1: Well, I um finding like the most circulated paper and is good. And I think doing little articles. So that paper also had like an option to do a quarter of a page where you have your um, your like marketing piece and then a little article, a tiny article. And so I think, you know, writings are really good that catch people's attention. Those are the kind of things, you know, people sit on their coffee table or in the bathroom and it's like, oh, and then they get curious. Um, like Eileen has said, doing talks. Um, yeah. I did a one talk Um, and, you know, the library talks, they're either free or pretty cheap, so just, like, getting the word out there is so crucial. Um, Doing little demos, like, um, I did a chair demo at the Healing Arts Fair, um, and that was, like, they had a room with just, like, every 30 minutes demos going on, and um, so a lot of people got curious through that.
0: Yeah. And it's May now. So there's going to be some more, you know, summer fairs and farmer's markets and all kinds of opportunities for stuff like that.
1: Definitely. And, and even just if, some, you know, I think making the opportunity, like I said, like the talks or if somebody's well, someone go to someone else's wellness center and and put on a talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I generated a lot of in-person business when I was back in Vermont was, doing the talks. And I had so much fun doing them too. Like, uh-huh. you know, at first I'd be like totally freaked out. Um, but I used, Eileen shares her slides on slideshare.net, which is like, which was a great way for me to just look at what she had done and how she talked about it and then put my own words to it. And um, that, that helped to generate a lot of business. And I actually did that in San Diego too. And I had an in-person Practice and um, a few people that were at that talk—they didn't come see me as a practitioner, but they signed up to take foundation. So, <laughs> like, okay, well, that worked. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Shannon. Do you have anything else that you want to share, or uh, anything um, that you want new and seasoned <clears throat> practitioners alike to know? Any wisdom or encouragement? Um,
1: I think just having fun and being like, really, uh, having a lot of permission to, to trust oneself and to, um, just get out there and practice as much as possible. Um, I really just like practiced on so many people before I became a practitioner, um, that I feel like that really helped me, um, have a solid foundation now, um, and, and just, you know, keep working with the forks. Sometimes I feel like I forget to work on myself. And um, then when I do, I'm like, oh, that was so helpful. Like I, I will do a columning, chakra columning and, uh, um, Earth star, sun star on myself before morning sessions. Mm. Uh, if I'm feeling a little down and so just remembering to like really support ourselves um, and our own so that we can show up really well in our practices um and the piece about you know tuning prosperity I think is super important I had also um been a part of a pod through biofield tuning student uh, practitioners before I did my prosperity tuning and we worked on each other someone was working on me and we were like all working on each other every day um taking turns and so I think all of that really helped so people are like wanting to open up their flow for um, abundance for the work, either, you know, financially or bringing in clients to look at doing um, project tuning. I did a lot of project tuning, which, you know, you come in directionally around the project, which could be your business, or it could be your bank accounts, um, yeah. or it could be like a really you and uh, a relationship client, you know, with you and clients in general. So there's lots of creative ways to open up um, the channels to bring in Business.
0: That is such a good reminder. Thank you for that. Yeah, Yeah. work. That's what. Yeah, I was talking about that with someone the other day. Is as practitioners, we have all these amazing tools, and yet when we get into a slump, we we're we're sort of not even aware of all that's actually available to us. If we just pick up a fork and start working, (laughs) totally. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you just need, you also need it like a tuner buddy or, um, or just, you know, to know, to know someone who um, also has tools and to call them. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Get work from others. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. Thank you, Shannon,
0: so much. Um, how do people follow you?
1: Um, so our website is sacredlivingcenter.com. And on Instagram, I am Shannon-Tinder. I have a Facebook business. You can find me under sacred living center or Shannon Tinder. Um, I think it's like women's holistic coach and intuitive guide. Um, so, but the best way is probably you can just find me on Facebook or through our website and Instagram. Really Definitely. appreciate talking with you, Jillian. This yeah, so me
0: too. Thank you for everything you shared. I think it's just so great for, um, For even, even though we're not talking to everybody who's listening, like they're not here. Like, it's just so nice for, for us all to hear from you and from other practitioners that are, that are doing this and they're making it work and they're having fun. Like you said, doing it and learning a lot along the way, right? The, the learning never ends.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: And thank you for all the work that you've done with me too. really appreciate it. If, if there's any women out there who want a session from Shannon, who are, who want to work with their womb, you know, either pre-menopause or menopause, right? Any
1: stage of life. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Happy to help. Thanks Jillian.
0: stuck on where to go next and you're wanting to grow a thriving practice so that you can serve more people increase your finances and increase your freedom let's hop on a call together i want to hear all about it visit my website at jillianfaldmo.com to learn how i can help you